Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutreau. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Welcome everybody to this week's Game Changer podcast. This is going to be a really cool and exciting show because I actually don't know much about my guest today, Mr. Y.L. Savitsky. And yes, he does go by the name Y.L. And maybe he'll tell us what that stands for and maybe he won't. But here's what's really cool about this. We have been talking on and off over the last couple of months uh, around getting him on this podcast because he's a millennial and I have a great fascination with this segment of our population because they really are what's going to carry us forward and their way of thinking, their uh, the way they go about collaboration, which is very unique in the workplace uh, and not kind of being behind cubicles, but really in side-by-side, like I said, you know, working together and collaborating in much more of a team environment than an independent one is one that I've been watching and very interested in for some time. I have a couple of daughters who are in the same age range. So, you know, this is also a very near and dear topic to my heart. So what we're planning on chatting uh, about today is on the topic of humility and being humble. And I think that through his story and where he's currently at in his journey in life, you're going to exactly see what the value of that is as we learn a little bit more about him together. So with that, YL, what would you like to tell the listeners uh, about uh, you and uh, where you're at right now? Thanks for that introduction, Michelle. That was great. So the first thing that I'll tell listeners is my name, YL, it stands for Yaakov Leonidovich. And Yaakov is my first name. It's my legal name. And Leonidovich is my middle name. And I think it's sort of a hard name to pronounce. So I go by YL and my last name is Savitsky. So in case you're wondering where that's from, I was actually born in Eastern Europe, Vilnius, Lithuania. And that was right after the Soviet Union fell apart. I was born in late 93. That's really where the name comes from. I still speak Russian, but besides that, you know, hopefully I don't have too much of an accent if I have any at all. And that's that's really the, the foreign aspect of my name. But besides that, all that stuff aside, I just graduated at the time of this interview from college last week. I graduated from a school about 20,000 strong in South Georgia. And my college experience was interesting because I started off in college, just going to college because that's what I had to do. I felt like all the people who wanted to be successful after high school would go to college and then they would get a job and who knows, who knows what else would have happened. But it was interesting because when I was 16, 17 years old, I first got into personal development. I discovered that, you know what, maybe there was something more, maybe there was a different path to take than the conventional wisdom and that maybe life didn't have to suck and that maybe I could be happy after all. And I grew up, I was the sort of shy, quiet kid, first generation family, like I mentioned. So it was always about exploring and learning on the spot and not knowing what to expect from things like going to school to meeting people, all that. It was just a big, big learning experience and personal development really started teaching me that I was in charge. I had that responsibility and that I could learn and that I could be successful. So where I'm going with this, I got to college and it wasn't what I expected either. It was a lot of stuff that was definitely counterproductive as fun as it was, you know, the whole party scene and a lot of people 
at this school. It was far from Atlanta. So this was out in the middle of, you know, South Georgia. A lot of people would go and they would fail out, quite frankly, or they'd get into trouble or they would just, you know, not live up to their potential. And I realized that college wasn't that big solution to the gap between graduating high school had not having a clue of what I wanted to do or how I would get there to actually finding success. So towards my junior and senior years, I finally, I, I like to call it a personal renaissance where I realized that I would have to do things a little bit differently. I got back into personal development, reading books, consuming really great content. And I had had that entrepreneurial spirit late high school and I sort of rekindled that. And then I was determined to go out there and live the lifestyle that I wanted and not make any apologies for it. And where I'm at today is I'm actually going to be getting on a plane to Las Vegas in the next few days and moving there and starting this next chapter of my life. So keep that going. The thing that's really cool about this is while used to have a podcast and has since uh, sort of regrouped and realigned with, uh, I think, what his soul's calling and purpose is, and certainly around, like I said, the, the age bracket of the millennial, but also in that entrepreneurial spirit, which again is something I left out. That's another sort of very uh, big differentiator between these folks and, you know, say my generation, where it really was, and, and, the, and certainly the generations prior to that of, you know, get a job, you know, work hard. Uh, you know, one day get a pension and retire, and, and that's how it is. And and this new millennial group coming on board just sees the world in a whole new light, and it's so exciting. So with that, tell us a little bit about your new podcast that just launched, and uh, kudos that it's all in uh, new and noteworthy. So that's super exciting. And the and the background of this podcast and why this topic is so important to you. Well, it's interesting that you brought up what your generation has been told because believe it or not, as different as millennials are, we still were told a lot of that because we were taught the people who were teaching us at school, who were the quote unquote adults in our community, they weren't millennials. So they were still teaching us the narrative of you want a good job, you want that government pension, you want to retire at 65. And a lot of us are still, what I think will happen is a lot of people my age They'll start off on that path, but then they'll find a way to veer away. And the world is just changing so much that it'll be inevitable. If people go on that beaten path, they're not going to find nearly the same amounts of success or fulfillment as challenging the norms and really developing lifestyle around passion. So we, as you mentioned, I did used to have a podcast. It was called Bring It. It was more, it was more of the technical side of things towards entrepreneurship, online marketing. And I decided that it was time to veer away from it. And now that I had that experience, when I first went into podcasting, I didn't know much about what I was doing or the type of content I wanted to be creating. And through the experience, I learned that I could deliver a powerful message and I could reach a certain group of people. And the people that I really want to focus on and am focused on are people like myself who are millennials who have all these opportunities in front of us. Like, think about it. We have social media. We have the internet. We have all these tools. And yet, so many people don't they haven't seen behind the curtain yet they don't realize that the possibilities are pretty much limitless whether it be in finances business health wise relationships connecting with people finding fulfillment practicing consciousness being spiritual whatever whatever that entails like the adventures and the possibilities are limitless so in order to really show people this reality, I decided to launch this podcast. And the podcast really has 
two different parts to it. The first component is more like a traditional podcast where I'll have a guest on the show, somebody who I think is successful, who has a cool story to tell, and it will t- tell that to my listeners. I'll ask them questions about their story. We'll get a glimpse into some of their empowering mindsets. And that's a really powerful thing. But the second part, which is the much more unpredictable part, is every week I do what's called a selfie episode. So I'll sit down, I'll record for 15, 20, 30 minutes. And I'll just update listeners on my story. I'll say, hey, this is what, I, what happened this week. You know, I'm moving. I just graduated, whatever. This is what I've been doing. This is what's going through my head. This is what I'm learning. And hopefully by doing that, it'll really show people that there's this guy out there. He's taking this plunge. He's going against the lie that a lot of us have been taught. And if he can do it, I can do the same. So you you must understand if you're listening to my show, how aligned YL and I are, because that's exactly my format, right? The Monday interview and the Thursday, here's the reality of how this week went for me. And uh, it's typically not so great. And, and I couldn't agree with you more that the more people see the, you know, sort of behind the curtain and the reality of what this journey is like, then hopefully people are inspired to say, boy, maybe I shouldn't uh, wait until everything is just perfect because the fact is it never will be. And getting started uh, in any way, shape or form is better than waiting for that perf- that elusive perfection and, and never starting anything at all. So, so I love it. I love that uh, you and I are, you know, as I knew from the moment we first spoke, so incredibly aligned. So circling back, as uh, you and I talked a couple of months ago, this topic of humility is an important one to both you and I. Tell me specifically for you, because I, I gave uh, Wyle any option of any mindset he wanted to talk about. And I said, you know, think about it and let me know what you're most passionate about. And this is what he came back with. So why is that? Why did you choose this topic? And tell me what it means to you in your life. This has always been a topic that First of all, I struggled understanding. Second of all, I struggled applying it. So I grew up, like I mentioned, as sort of a shy kid. I didn't really know what I was doing in a lot of areas. And as a defense mechanism, I took on the attitude of somebody who was very bad at listening to feedback and constructive criticism. I would, whenever somebody gave me feedback or challenged something that I thought, I would just revert to shying away. I wouldn't confront them about it. I would just revert to, you know, isolating myself and just blocking out whatever they had to say. And that was something that I had to learn not to do the hard way. I'll give you an example. I had a, my cousin who he was always into fitness, working out that part of lifestyle. And I grew up, I was a lanky kid. I didn't work out much. I wasn't too coordinated. And he would always get on me about going to the gym learning how to work out, taking care of myself. And I would never listen. And I had this limiting belief about it. I would think this isn't for me. Um, I'm, I'm just never going to be fit. And then one day I went with him. I had to have the humility to go in there. And, you know, we both grew frustrated because I wasn't effective when I went in there. But the key was having the humility to go back there to go just about every day and learn how to work out, how to do it properly, to seek advice, to go and to spend hours and hours doing the research online about what to eat, what types of workouts to do. So I think that was really the first breakthrough in my life that I had with humility. And another really big, big thing, and I'll share another quick story. When I first got to college towards my sophomore year, I had to drive to do something more than just go to class and get good grades and do the usual thing. 
And so I wanted to start a student organization and there was a fraternity that I was passionate about starting. And to do that, there were a number of steps that we would have to take. And I began taking those steps. I eventually became the founding president. However, I missed one big thing. I missed telling the university. So the fraternities, nationals, they came in, they set up the chapter. They, they didn't set up the chapter, but they set up the initial infrastructure. When I first told the university about it, the university was obviously surprised and there was definitely some conflict of interest there. We hadn't followed the right process. And instead of having the humility to seek multiple opinions or to really do the research beforehand, I, w I was stubborn and I said, you know, one of some of these guys told me one way, I'm just going to believe that because it's convenient for me to believe. So what ended up happening was we weren't official, an official organization for a little while because of that initial conflict. And while there were multiple parties involved, I feel like if I had had that foresight and humility, that could have been avoided by just doing the homework beforehand and being diplomatic enough to listen to multiple and varying opinions. So you brought up a couple of really key points here around humility. One, addressing things that, you know, internally we may lack the confidence in believing we can do it, whether that's, you know, pursuing a, a certain job or working out at the gym, whatever that may be. But there's another really interesting aspect of this that you touched on that I want to go back to, and that is how we receive feedback. And typically on, on two different extremes, when people hear something that is, is intended to be constructive criticism. It's intended to help us or make us better. The two ways that, that typically people can respond, one being to withdraw, as you referenced, uh, to sort of go into a shell and retract and, and, uh, and want to hide under a rock somewhere. And another one is to get very defensive and to defend our actions and to not really listen, but to explain away why it is, whatever it is that's going on, without really hearing what's happening and being the observer of our own life and, and checking in on how real that feedback may be. So I'm curious from your perspective, whether somebody's reacting from the crawling under a rock or getting angry and defensive, how does one come to the place that you are now of really understanding humility and listening to what's being said so that we can become better and take in that advice or that feedback in the most constructive, positive way possible? How do you get there? I think the key is understanding that a lot of those two behaviors, those two responses are purely based on emotion. And once you recognize that those are emotional responses, you then have the power to decide to handle it more logically, to take that emotion out of it and say, this is a situation I'm going to start looking at things objectively. You could even write out the, some of the pros and cons or some of the logical things that you need to understand. And once you see it on paper, once you understand that you have to make a logical decision process, then you can be more open-minded and willing to take on new insights and ideas and be willing to take on that criticism. You also have to start understanding that it's not really personal and that the whatever, even if the criticism is personal and even if it's garbage feedback, you can still, you can still leverage that to really reaffirm what you're doing and to understand your goals, your actions and who you truly are. So it's about another thing it's about not judging the person who's giving you the feedback or the criticism. And 
knowing, trying to understand their intent, but seeing every situation for what it is. So looking at things situationally and not judging what they're saying, just because you attribute a certain character trait, which may or may not be true for a certain person. You want to understand the intent behind their advice and you want to understand how the criticism can apply and you want to put a positive spin on all of it ultimately i think that might be the biggest key of them all you want to put a positive spin on what they're saying and use it as something that can help you and not let it get to you if it even if it is negative try to take that little bit of it that could be helpful squeeze that out of it I, I agree. And, you know, this, I think, uh, too, was one of the best lessons I learned a long time ago is, you know, there really is no such thing as good news or bad news. That's just the meaning you assign it, right? It's just information. And what you choose to do with that information is going to uh, certainly contribute to your ultimate destiny. So it's, a, it's an extremely valuable lesson and uh, incredible that you are learning and have learned it at what I consider a pretty young age, certainly compared to, you know, me. I, I was nowhere near where you are at, at the age that you're at. So it's super cool to talk to you. And like I said, your age group is inspiring to say the least. So keeping on this same track of how we get from reacting in a way that's not going to help us whatsoever to really responding in a way that will be helpful and in the most positive light to increase our trajectory to where we want to go. You had mentioned that you have done quite a bit of work in personal development. So I'm curious if someone is listening and, you know, maybe they are struggling with some things or feeling a bit lost, you know, like you said you had, and, you know, maybe they're in the age range you are, or maybe they're in their 40s for that matter. I mean, the same information is applicable uh, regardless. If they were saying, yeah, you know what, I, I would like to uh, learn and grow and, uh, and develop, whether it's my spirituality, any, in any way of personal development, who have been some game changers that either you have met or you have read or you have you know, watched on a TED Talk or in a movie or whatever the, the case may be that you find inspirational that uh, you would like to share with people who, who uh, might be, like I said, uh, be challenged with some of the things that you have been? Wow. Well, there are just so many. Where, where to even start on this one? The internet is just full of top tier, amazing content. There's just so much to learn from. You could spend, you could literally spend your whole day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, just learning, reading, if that's what you wanted to do. But to answer your question more specifically, I think the most important thing, if you're looking at people to be inspired by and learn from is learn from the people who have made it big, who have actually are the top people who are the front runners in whatever they do, whether it be something like sports, like you take someone like Michael Jordan, a, you know, whether or not you're a fan of basketball, most people know that he was, he's considered to be the greatest basketball player and probably the greatest athlete of all time. So you take someone like that. There's a great book out there. I, I forget what it's called. It's, it's by uh, Roland Lazenby. And it basically talks about some of his mindsets, his life, that story. There's a great book out there. It's called, um, the name, the name slips my mind as well, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's, uh, uh, it's his autobiography actually. So he, he wrote the story basically. It's incredible. He started off in a little Austrian town and he went from that to having this crazy dream of becoming a professional bodybuilder. And his dad, whenever he talked about bodybuilding or whenever his dad saw him working out, he would say, why don't you go do something useful? Why don't you chop some wood? And I think that was a powerful lesson in that story. So he did that. And as you probably know, he was a big time Hollywood actor and he 
had that thick accent that he worked through. So, and then he became the governor. So that's just one of the most incredible stories, the Schwarzenegger story. As far as online influencers, I know your podcast, this one is, is a game changer because you talked to a lot of game changers. So that's definitely a great place to go. And if you're listening to this, you already know about that. Other people though, online, they're, they're the big names out there. They're the Tony Robbins of the world, the Robert Kiyosaki's when it comes to money, uh, Ty Lopez, he's, I know he's really come a long way as far as, you know, internet content. He's got a lot that he puts out there in his YouTube video. So that's someone, he's got a great program called the 67 steps. Could not recommend that anymore. It's just such a great, great program. 67 days. It'll really change your life. He's put a lot of work into that program. And just most people who are in this online industry, while there is, there is some stuff that's a little bit off par, a little bit out there. I think it takes a certain amount of humility to have an open mind and find people who you resonate with who are teaching this stuff, who are providing this content. And again, the paradox of that is being open to new people who might have something new to say and trying to find those nuggets of value through their message. So you brought up a lot of really key points here again, and I want to I wanna kind of uh, do sort of a foundational level set on all of this because you're right. You can spend your day chasing, I mean, the internet is infinite. I mean, holy cow. But at some point, we have to have established daily rituals so that our day doesn't get away from us and we wind up chasing every last opportunity, every last string that comes our way. So in order to stay grounded and focused in what matters to you and spend not too much time, not too little time, but the right amount of time doing what you should be doing to, to further advance whatever it is that you're working toward, what are some things that are important for you to do every day to keep you grounded and focused in what matters? Well, I hate wasting time. And when I say wasting time, it's doing the little things that have nothing to do with my big goals. If I'm, if I'm spending a lot of time doing those, that just stresses the hell out of me. It's, it's something that makes me absolutely miserable. So I try not to waste any time or if I need to do, you know, the, there's the little things like cooking, cleaning that you have to do. But even then you can be listening to an audiobook, you can be listening to a podcast. So why, you know, waste that time? I think time is the most valuable thing we have to answer your questions though, as far as daily rituals. So what I've gotten good at doing is I've been working on a morning routine. I've made adjustments over these past few months. But what I try to do every morning and every night before I go to sleep, I have a composition book. I have my five big goals. I write those out, look at them for a little bit. And when I wake up in the morning, I'll go in front of the mirror and I'll just look at myself, look myself in the eye and say those things. It kind of reminds me and keeps me grounded that I'm actually working on something significant because I think the biggest tragedy, this could be well, the, the biggest tragedy that plagues so many people is they feel like there's no significance in their lives. Like they're not working towards anything great and they're sort of living in survival mode versus thriving. That's, and I think the result of that is not focusing on those goals or having that bigger purpose. So the key thing to these daily rituals, that foundational knowledge is to have them tied to something bigger. I think if you're able to do that, then the rituals really are up to you as a person, what you resonate with the most, but you have to have that key distinction. I think I was watching something by Seth Godin. He said it best. Somebody asked him what some of his rituals were. And he told them, he said, I'm not going to tell you because that doesn't matter. What matters is that you have those rituals and that you stick to them consistently. So, Again, somebody is listening right now and they're super inspired and thinking, you know what, we're coming up. It's a whole new year. 
and uh, we're recording this here in December, this will air in January. But as folks are looking forward to the new year and thinking, I want this year to be truly my best, and maybe I want to contribute in, in a more significant way than what I ever have before, and truly try to be a game changer in my own way, what would be the one best piece of advice you would give that person? I would say to sit down and actually take, this is going to sound a little bit more drastic, but definitely take a whole day, take five, six, seven, eight hours if you need to, and sit down and try to really conceptualize a vision for what you'd like your life to be like, whether that be in the year to come or in the years to come or even 10 years down the line, like really sit down and have a brainstorming session with yourself. You can do this in the comfort of your own home. You can do this somewhere outdoors. You can go on a nature retreat if that's something you resonate with. It doesn't really matter as long as you're at a place where you can start to really think clearly and objectively. And if you're able to sit down and do that, then you can, you can start working backwards if you'd like. You can start saying, what do I need to do today to get to that goal? And from there, you can create items that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that will get you towards that reality. And the crazy thing that will happen is even if those items aren't necessarily the best things, if they're not practically or strategically the 100% best things you can be doing, they'll open new doors. You'll start taking action. You'll start creating momentum. And then eventually you'll get to those right actions and you'll change. You'll be able to make those pivots because you'll have that momentum that you can just leverage. And eventually you can get there and not just be inspired, but be somebody who's talking it, living it and taking the action and really in the pursuit of what's truly a noble quest. And you know, it's funny to tag onto that. I remember hearing, uh, you know, a long time ago, the line that most people spend more time planning their annual vacation than they do their life. And I think that's completely true. And it's unfortunate. And I think it's a big part of why people, a lot of them feel that they have a very unfulfilling life. So you nailed it. I, I couldn't agree more. So folks that want to uh, listen to your podcast, jump on your website and follow you and uh, really stay closer to what your mission is and learn about your journey on your, uh, on your midweek podcast. What, what are the ways that people can find you online and on iTunes and probably Stitcher Radio for that matter? So the best way, in my opinion, to listen to the show is to go on iTunes, type in the Millennial Lie. Millennial has, it's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L, -L -E -N -N and then just the word L-I-E. So that's the Millennial Lie. It'll be right in iTunes. You'll see the logo. It's got a little Millennial Pinocchio logo. That's what I call them. And you can just listen to the show from there. I'm actually doing a contest. If you take a quick minute to write a review for the show and you uh, email a screenshot to millennialie at gmail.com. You can actually be entered in a chance in a contest to win a $100 Amazon.com gift card. So definitely take advantage of that. That's going to be around for the first few months of the show. I thought it'd be a nice little added bonus to the launch. And for everything else, you can start at millennialie.com. Again, that's M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-I.com. And from there, you can learn more about me, learn more about what I'm trying to do with this show and this new brand that I'm building online and how we're trying to help people. And there will also be links there where you can connect on Facebook and go on Instagram. You can share some of the content. And yeah, it's just it's a project that's just been underway, but I'm really excited. We're getting a lot of momentum. And the goal is to really influence a lot of people and to change the grand scheme of things of this lie and the, these false things about fulfillment in life that we just hear on a day-to-day -day basis. Cool. And if you're driving or out on a hike someplace, 
uh, as uh, Wael has said, not wasting time, but really capitalizing on the time that you have. Don't worry, all of this will be in show notes, so you can check back there and, uh, and get the links as well. So as we bring this to a close, the final question I ask uh, every guest is, out of everything that you know, out of the course and the journey that life has taken you on thus far, what is the one thing that you believe to be absolutely true? That you should pursue your passions unapologetically and to keep, keep going for it, keep taking action. Massive action creates massive results. It's, it's a process. It's the way it works. And that there are these key principles to success. Once you follow them, success is inevitable. Excellent. Well, uh, not a better way to end this show. So truly, I am so glad we finally found the time to connect and, uh, and chat and to give the opportunity to so many other millennials and others for that matter to uh, hear your story and again to follow your journey. So thank you so much for your time. I really loved, uh, as I always do, love chatting with you. All right, Michelle, and thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.